thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in and being with us today for this episode of the Transform Podcast. Again, what a blessing it is to be able to study the Word of God uh, through this avenue of podcasting and technology that we have today. I am so appreciative of the fact that you're taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast, and I hope that it's helpful to you and that it's beneficial to you and that you're growing and becoming someone better and stronger than you were the day before. Um, As always, please remember to leave us any kind of rating or review on whatever platform it is that you use to listen to this podcast, and that certainly would be helpful uh, to us. Uh, Not much of an introduction today because we do have quite a bit of ground to cover in this episode, and um, and I, Ben and I were actually just talking about this a, a minute ago, but honestly, we could really split this up kind of in a, a two-part series because there's so much on the individual that we're going to talk about today. We just, uh, we don't, the way I've got my season playing out, we're just not going to be able to do that. Um, but I do encourage you to study this on your own. Maybe you'll get some things out of it that perhaps we didn't, uh, we didn't get out of it, or maybe that we didn't just have time to cover, um, because there's so much in this one. So I encourage you to study, encourage you to read it on your own. And perhaps there's some things that you can learn, um, just from your own personal study. I do want to give everybody just a reminder as we study in season two this theme or this idea of being transformed into and specifically being transformed into a person of faith and two things are helping us do that as we go through these first eight lessons first is Hebrews chapter 11 that's where we're kind of uh, grabbing our main text and passages from and then the second one is Ben McDonald so thanks man for being on the show again yeah happy to do it thank you absolutely so let's talk first about this man named Abraham now Abraham is probably the most well-known. Noah's pretty well-known as well, and we talked about him last week, but I think Abraham might be the most well-known out of all of the individuals that we'll talk about um, in this in this eight-week series. Um, when you think of Abraham, what comes to your mind? Um, two things specifically come to my mind. Number one, I think of him as like a family man, someone who led his family to somewhere that they knew nothing about. He had been told to go to a land. He didn't know anything about it. God told him to go, and he willingly went, but they willingly went with him. And so I think that shows um, kind of the fact that he was raising them the right way in the sense that they were trusting in his leadership, and they were submitting to his authority that he had over him. And then I also think about Isaac, how he went along with the sacrifice. I mean, we don't read of any struggle or any fight that took place when Abraham told Isaac that he was going to uh, going to sacrifice him. So I just think that shows um, the fact that he was raising his children in the right way. And, and obviously Sarah had, had, had a role in that as well, but they were raising their children in the right way, um, to fear them, not only to fear them, but also to fear God. And I think that, uh, th- that speaks volumes about Abraham and the kind of man that he was. But then the second thing is I think about a leader, someone who was going to do whatever was best for his family, uh, no matter what was going on around him, he was going to lead them to a place that he didn't know that he knew nothing about because it was what God told him to do. And so he was going to stand up on behalf of his whole family and he was going to be the one to, to, to lead them and to show them the way uh, that they needed to go in order to be pleasing to God. Yeah. And I think one of the more popular ma- ways that we can think of Abraham is being referred to as, you know, the father of many nations, right? We see right. that there in Genesis chapter 17 and verse five, that Abraham would be the father of many nations. And then later on in there in Genesis in chapter 22 and verse 18, we see that through Abraham's seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And right. then we can even fast forward and looking in, as you mentioned, um, 
in uh, an episode a couple weeks ago about the genealogy of Christ, and we see Abraham being a part of that genealogy. And so Jesus would come from that seed and where all nations would be blessed. So certainly Abraham plays a major part in, in God's plan, overall plan, and is certainly a great example for us to look to. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's greatly known, like Ben was just mentioning, he's greatly known for his faith in God. And I think the conclusion that we have to come to first is that his faith that he had, it was well instilled with him within him before he was ever even called to go to this homeland. Um, keep this in mind. If you go back to Genesis chapter 12, he's told that the land, the Canaan, Canaan, the land of Canaan, excuse me, the promised land, it would belong to his descendants. That's verse seven. But only after he had already made this trip, it was only after this is going to happen that he would receive the results. And so we can see that uh, his faith was instilled before he even had to go out and make this trek to where God was going to tell him to go. Now it's interesting. Last week we talked about the conversations that Noah and Mrs. Noah had. Um, but can you imagine the conversation that Abraham had to have with Sarah? When you just imagine him walking into Sarah and saying, "Look, Sarah, we've got to leave. I don't know where we're going. I don't know how we're going to get there." I just know we got to pack up and leave. And so well, I think we know what a perfect example of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now the faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Abraham had no idea where he was going, what he was walking into, and yet he had enough faith in God to look to, to, for God to say, you need to go here, and for him to say, okay, this is where we're going to go. Yeah, it's a good point. You know, and I, I have to laugh also when you say that about the conversations they might have right. had. Because, I mean, you know me, I'm not – really big on change, right? I'm right. not much of a risk taker. So for me, that would be the ultimate test is, as have no idea where you're going. You just know you're going to go. Right. And again, so we talk about the great faith that Abraham had, but of course, as we know, it doesn't mean he was perfect. We can look at many, uh, many instances where uh, maybe his faith, you know, was lacking a little bit or he fell short of what, you know, God would want us to do, which is, that is true for all of us. And that's true for everybody we've been talking about and will continue to talk about. So it doesn't mean he was perfect, but we do see that overall, you know, his faith overcame in the end and he did exactly what God called him to do. And that was just to leave from his home, not knowing where he was going to go. So yeah, that does take great, great faith that he had. Yeah, exactly. You think about people today, you know, we move maybe a new job or a job moves us to a new place. We know exactly where we're going and what we're going to do. And yet, you know, a lot of times we're still scared about it. We're right. still, you know, nervous about what might happen. And yet we know what it's going to be like. Abraham had not, knew nothing. He was literally going blind, I guess we might be able to say. And so, well, yeah, what, what great faith Abraham had. We think about Abraham, you know, obviously he had it tough in life, okay? he He's called to a land where he knew nothing about it. He didn't know what it was going to be like, who was living there. If anybody was going to live there, he, he just didn't know anything about it. He had to travel blind in a sense for 1,500 miles. He didn't really know where he was going. He's just he's just walking. He doesn't know where he's going. Um, he was promised the land only after he already arrived. So some of the good things that were going to come, he wasn't told about until after he had already gotten there. He was promised a son, but then he was promised Isaac, but then he had to wait 25 years for that promise to eventually be fulfilled. Um, and then he was told to sacrifice his son. And obviously we know he didn't, and we know what what, what happened from that. And so Abraham had um, a lot of tough situations. He had a face in life. He was dealt a lot of tough, different hands, and yet he was still able to make it through because of his faith in God. And I think that's something that's so important uh, for us, for us to, to pick up on as we go through the study. Now, just as Abraham was called to live in this foreign country, you go back through the passage there in Hebrews chapter 11, just as he is called to live in this foreign country, the same concept is for us today. And I think that a verse that very well applies to this is First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, where Peter says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you 
out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And so it's this idea of we're being called out of the world and being put into his church, his marvelous light. That word church in the Greek language and in the, the Greek is the word ekklesia, and it means to be called out. And so as Christians, we know that we are the called out. We are called out of darkness, that world, the lust of the flesh, all the things like that. And we're called into his light uh, talking about the church. Yeah, it's a good point. I think it's important for us to to also realize and think about Abraham focusing on, you know, God's plan and realizing that God has a plan. And as crazy, you know, to us, as crazy as that plan may sound, we have to understand that God knows what is best. Right. And as we mentioned in um, a previous episode that uh, he has our best interest and he knows what is best for us. And so therefore we have to, you know, put all of, you know, our thoughts and what we think is best aside and assure ourselves that, um, as strange as, as it may sound, God's plan is always what is best for us, and so that's why we need to strive to to walk according to his plan. Right. When you think about when he was promised his son Isaac, he had to wait all those 25 years. And at, at, in, in that time, I think we can say in a sense he kind of lost some faith in that he um, he gave himself to, his, to his, one of his handmaids, and he tried to kind of run ahead in a sense, I guess, and he ended up you know, yeah. kind of messing up a lot of things. Yeah, he got impatient. Exactly. And so I think that now's a great point. Uh, if you jump down to verse 11 of the, the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter, or excuse me, this is in um, still First Peter chapter 2. Go First Peter chapter 2. If you jump down to verse 11, um, Peter continues talking and he says, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Now, this word sojourner and pilgrim both carry this idea of someone who is an alien, someone who who doesn't belong, someone who is in a place where they're not supposed to be, I guess. Um, and as Christians, if you think about it, that's really kind of what we are and who we are um, while we're on the while we're on the earth. Um, we're individuals who don't take stock in living on this earth. This is not our our not not in the sense that's not our purpose, because obviously our purpose is to um you know, live faithful lives and to strive to spread the borders of the kingdom. But our purpose is not to stay here on this earth, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We're not supposed to um, put our roots down and think that this is where we're at, we're forever going to be because there's something greater beyond this. I mean, yet so many people, when they look at this world, they get so wrapped up in everything that's here and all they want to do is live here and stay here and just enjoy their life on this earth and not think about anything that, that goes beyond this. Yeah. I think of, I mean, the title of your podcast, right? The transformed right. podcast. That's who we are as Christians. We're to be transformed, right? You know, you've mentioned this before many times in your episodes because that it's your theme verse, right. Romans 12 and verse two. We're not conformed to this world, but we're transformed. Right. We're changed. We are made different from the world and we're supposed to look different from the world. And if we're not, then, you know, we're doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. I've, I've always said that you're either one of two things. You're either a conformer or a transformer. And we've got to make, we got to figure out who it is that we are. Are we going to conform to everything around us and take stock in living in this world? Or are we going to transform and evolve and grow into something greater um, that is living for something that, something beyond this world? So I think that's so important for us. Um, I think about Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 13, going back to what the writer there is talking about Abraham when he says, and not even just Abraham, but, but everyone uh, who's mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, he says that these all died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Every single one of these individuals, they knew their purpose. They knew their direction, that, uh, their destination, why they were on this earth. They knew what they had to do in life, and their end goal was not to stay on this earth, and they knew that. They knew that they were living for something greater, that being heaven, um, they, but they, and they also all knew that they were pilgrims. They were individuals. They were people who were just traveling through 
this live. I think in a sense you could call them nomads. They, you know, they were traveling, setting down where they settling down where they needed to, but then being ready to pack up and move on. They knew that there was something greater, and this was not in a sense their final destination. And it, it's that verse from that song that we always sing: "This this world was not their home because they were just passing through." Yeah, I think it's just as we mentioned, and we can go and talk about many other th- examples with Abraham and and showing his faith. But I just think. You just have to look at the trust that he had in God and the trust that he had in uh, God's plan and the trust that he had in God's promise. You know, God made a promise to Abraham and Abraham knew that God was going to keep, you know, his promises right. as he does with us as well. Right. We can look all throughout scripture. You know, God has never made a promise that he's not, that he is not kept or he's not going to keep. And, you know, I think about that with us and relating to that today, we need to be able to have that same sort of trust. And I think that, you know, we've been made, you know, those promises, right. We can trust on an even better promise right? That God has made to us. You think about that promise being Jesus and the salvation that's, that is found in his name. Right. You know, and we think about Hebrews chapter eight and verse six that, you know, with, with the coming of Christ, we have a better covenant established on even better promises. And if Abraham was willing to, you know, uproot his entire life for that promise, you know, we have something better that we can even, you know, get over the things in our life and look forward to and look longing for those promises that God has made to, to us as Christians. Right. Yeah. I would say that we even have, we have more, probably more information that Abraham was given. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, how much, I mean, as great as the faith Abraham was, how much, you know, faith that we need to have, even given the fact that we even know kind of, you know, where we're going, some of the, some of the things that's going to be like, and who's going to be there. We know all that stuff. And so that's just something that should help us push on even more an interesting point from hebrews chapter 11 verse 9 the bible says by faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country dwelling in tents and i know we've kind of referenced this idea already um, but it gives us this idea that they never really settled down that they were always on the move they were always moving from place to place and it's really the depiction of every single christian today in this life our resting place is not here on this earth we're not going to settle down and be here forever um, because there's something far greater and far better that we're living for. And that's something that we need to always keep at the forefront of our minds. I heard this quote used once, we're not citizens of this world trying to make it to heaven, but rather we're citizens of heaven, just simply trying to make it through this world. And as individuals, as Christians, as people who belong to God today, we have to remember where our citizenship lies. And if we don't know, if we feel like, and maybe maybe it's one of those things like, you can you can say your citizenship is in heaven, but it, it all it all rests on the fact upon the fact of how you live your life. You can say you're a Christian all day long. You can say your citizenship your citizenship is in heaven all day long. But unless you live like it, it doesn't matter. It, it holds no weight and it holds no value. And so that's something we need to make sure that we can call ourselves Christians all day. We can say our, our goal in this life, our citizenship is in heaven. But until uh, and t- until we live it out. Um, it, it doesn't really matter what we say. Like in a sense, we can say our actions speak louder than words, and that's that's exactly true. We need to make sure that we're living the right kind of life. Yeah, and it doesn't mean it's easy. And I don't think either right. one of us would ever venture to say that that this world is easy, right? We can look at several verses, and we we won't for the sake of time, but we can look at several verses that tell us this live this life on this earth is not always going to be easy, right? But we are also assured that it will be worth it. And you think about that when you're doing things in your life. You know, you look. You have certain tasks that you need to do that you just don't really want to do. Um, they may be difficult, but you know, but you know they have to be done. When they're completed and you look back on it, you kind of have that thought, you know, well, that wasn't so bad. Right. You know, and so I think when we keep that and we'll we'll look at this in the next couple of weeks, so we won't get into it too much now. But as far as that reward, that promise that has mm-hmm. been made to us, if we can keep our eye moving forward and not dwelling on the things of this earth, we can realize that, you know, we truly are just passing through this world. 
looking for and longing for something better. Exactly. So I guess that kind of leaves the question for us to answer then as this idea of are we as Christians, as people today, are we willing to allow our God to lead us today? You know, I think so often we want to try to run ahead of the plan that God has in, in place for us. And we want to take things into our own hands. Um, it's that whole idea of um, instant gratification. We want things to be done right now and in our timing when we want it. Because we, and I say this in quotes, we know how things must be done for the outcome that we want. Um, and again, I mentioned Abraham with Isaac and Ishmael and how um, he kind of, in a sense, ran ahead of the plan that God already had laid out. Um, and that's where we, mistakes are made. That's where things get messy and, um, you know, bad situations transpire when we think that we know what's best for us. Like you mentioned, God has our best interest at heart. When we think that we we have our best interest at heart, um, and when we think that we can take things in our own hands and do the things that we want, then that's where we begin to make mistakes and mess up. And I think there's three things that we need to remember. We have to be willing to do. Number one, we have to be willing to humble our pride. Um, that's James chapter four and verse six. We have to be willing to then, once we've humbled our pride, submit to God, James chapter four and verse seven. And then as we've been talking about today, also Proverbs chapter three and verse five, we must place our faith in our God. And when we do those three things, our faith will become stronger. Our citizenship will be in heaven and we'll know that and it'll help us live every single day of our lives. Yeah. And I think I had one thing to kind of add to those three and Mm -hmm. it actually really kind of goes along with point number two in the sense of submitting to God. But I think you could add a number four or at least maybe a two a, if you will. (laughs) Um, But we must be willing to obey. Right. You know, and we looked at that a couple of weeks ago with, with Abel and the fact that Abel obeyed, you know, he obeyed God's instruction. Noah obeyed. You know, all these people that we're going to read in in this chapter, they all obeyed. And we think about the same thing with Abraham. And it doesn't matter what their faith looked like. And really, in reality, it's not a genuine and true faith that we read about in Scripture if there's not obedience and action to follow it. But one one quote I've heard before, and I really, really like it, um, but it says, it's the faith that saves is the faith that obeys. Mm. So if your faith is not one that's going to obey, well, then it's not true faith, and that's not the faith that will save us. And we think about that's the case with with Abraham. He obeyed Genesis 22 and verse 18. You know, again, God speaking to Abraham saying, you know, all the nations through your seed will be blessed. And he says, because you have obeyed my voice. It would have all been, you know, for nothing had Abraham not obeyed. So I think that's a big, big thing to add there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we look at Abraham, there are so many things that we can draw from him. And now we're not saying he's perfect. We know that he made mistakes. We know that he, he lied before. It's, it's, it's uh, read about in scripture, different things like that. But one of the things, one of the greatest things that we can take away from Abraham is that his faith was concrete in his God. Um, he was willing to act on hoping for those things that he couldn't, couldn't yet see. And that's the literal definition of faith. He was, his faith was so grounded in God. He respected God so much that he was going to do whatever God told him to do, even if he had no idea what the outcome was going to be or where he was going or what was going to happen. And so I think the question for us is, are we willing to do that today? Are we willing to allow our faith to be so strong that we will follow God and do what he would have us to do through his word, um, even if it's hard for us to see the outcome, even if it's hard for us to understand why? The fact is that we have to put our faith in God, trust in him, and know, like we've said so many times before, he has our best interest uh, at his heart. Therefore, we can trust in him and know that the outcome is going to be what it needs to be. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, 
You can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.